you're here this morning. We would love it if you would stand and worship with us. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who leaves us
we're so happy that you're here on this beautiful morning. We would love it if you'd take a look around to see who's around you and say hello to someone new. You can go ahead and have a seat. I want to welcome you to Hopevale this day as we worship the Lord together as a church family. Got a lot in store for today. Uh, in addition to worshiping our God through music, we also are going to observe communion together as a church family. And also, as you know, this is uh, Pastor Matt and his family's last Sunday with us, and so we'll have a special farewell and prayer time for them at the end of this service. You know, like we say every week here at Hopevale, we gather together as God's people to worship him. And every element of our service is worship, including this next part, which is our offering. And we view this as a time to um, just recognize that God is the giver and provider of all things. Now, I know some of you uh, give online, and so this isn't necessarily the time that you do that, but we recognize that everything we do is an act of worship. And so with that kind of heart, let's enter in to this time of worship. Would you bow your heads with me, and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you as we invite your presence here with us to recognize that you alone are the one true God. You are great, you are good, and you are good to us. We pray that as we give you our praises and recognize you for who you truly are, that you would knit our hearts to you and to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Would your spirit be with us and go before us into the entirety of this service, and whether it is music or communion or special farewell, God, we pray that we would sense your presence in everything. Thank you, too, that even as we leave this place, we can know that you go with us because you will never leave us nor forsake us. And so now as we enter this time of worship through giving, God, would you just um, receive these gifts as our way of, Lord, us saying thank you, of us saying we love you, of us saying, Lord, we trust you for everything. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
that's our prayer. We sing to you. We give you praise. You are the one who is worthy. We thank you for all that you are, for all that you have done. We cannot do anything without you. We pray you go before us. You lead the way. May your presence go ahead. Thank you for this time together to worship. We praise you with our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength. In the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. You can go and have a seat. Well, as we uh, come to this time of communion, uh, it was dawning on me that this is actually our first communion time since uh, Easter and Good Friday. Seems like that was so long ago, but here we are about a month later in the shadow of the cross and the empty tomb where we get to come back and revisit the foundation of our faith, that is Jesus Christ the Son of God, the Savior of mankind, taking upon our sins and dying in our place so that we could know personally, now and forever, this God that we've been singing about this morning, running into his arms. And as I was thinking about that and and just the power and the gift of Jesus' death on our behalf, I I came across a psalm uh, a couple weeks ago that I just jotted some notes and set it aside because it really dawned on me just the spectacular nature of what Jesus' sacrifice means for us. You know, the book of Psalms is a book of prayers. It's some of the most honest expressions of real-life faith to God that you will ever see anywhere, uh, let alone Scripture. And Psalm uh, 130 begins like this. Go ahead and put that up. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. Oh, go back. Go ahead. Let's just stay there for a second. You know, this is um, a prayer that maybe we wouldn't pray those words exactly such dramatically, but I think all of us here have had those times where Um, life is hard, and we want to reach out to God because, quite frankly, we don't know where else to turn. And so out of the depths, you know, in the valley bottoms of life, we cry out to God. We say, Lord, hear my cry for mercy, my cry for help, my cry for your rescue in my life because right now I'm way in over my head. You know, it's just a real heartfelt prayer. And like I said before, maybe not something we would pray verbatim, although I don't see why not. But certainly, I think we've all had those times in our lives when we pray something like, Lord, help me. And so that's how the psalmist begins his prayer, his cry to the Lord. But then in in verse 3, there's this Incredible pivot as, as he's crying out to the Lord. He, he says this. Go ahead and put that up there. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? I, I was really grabbed by that because it's this whole idea of God recognizing, you know, and us recognizing, right, our flaws, our faults, our failures, our sinfulness, our selfishness, right? 
I mean, we're aware of it. Not every incident, every time, in word, thought, deed, motive, but we certainly know we fall far short of the perfection of our God. And, you know, we think of these words, if you, Lord, kept a record of sins, if you kept a record of our sins, who could stand? Who could stand before you? And it's a bit of a hypothetical question or rhetorical question, I should say, because the answer is no one. No one. That if all we had in standing before the God that we've been worshiping today, the God who has created this world, the God who reigns over all things, that if we came to him on the basis, on the merit of our own moral track record, there is no way we could stand before him. Or if we did, we would stand guilty and condemned, as is said both in the Old and the New Testaments. And you read, you know, you read a verse like this, and uh, if you let it sink for a little bit, it's, it's a helpless feeling. It leaves you feeling vulnerable and exposed that if all that I have before God in crying out for his, if all I have is this flawed, mixed, inconsistent track record of how well I've loved and then how selfish I've been of the nice things I've done and then the devious things I've thought. You know, I bring this spotted track record to God and quite frankly, if he was up there with a scorecard jotting every single thing down on me, there's no way I could stand before the Lord. Which, by the way, God can, God does, and God has every perfect right to do so as a holy, righteous, and just God. He really does. That's who he is. And as a matter of fact, if he ignored that record, he wouldn't really be true to himself. Recognizes how great and how perfect God is, and it creates in us a sense of desperation, but we're thankful because the story about who God is and who he is to us doesn't end there. This verse 4 says this, But with you, there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. But with you, God, there is forgiveness. There is a sense where you are willing to not overlook, but to deal with that record, that long record of sins that we have committed against him, against others, against ourselves so that we can be restored, not only in relationship, but that we then, with a new heart and new spirit, can actually live for him and serve him. See, the reason we can gather in this place Sunday by Sunday with hope is that with God, there is forgiveness. It's not uh, with God there is a hopefully I can get it right this week. With God, hopefully I can clean up my acts so I can be good enough. No, when it comes to worship, it's not what I can do, what I can muster up on my own, but it's what God has done for me. Because with God, there is forgiveness. Now, a lot of you are familiar with the scriptures. You know that the Psalms are in the Old Testament, the part of the Bible that's recorded before the time of Jesus Christ. And so what we know today in full and complete revelation was only known in part 
back then, but even then, they knew the heart of God. And the psalmist and David and others who wrote in the psalms knew that the heart of God was and is and will always be a heart of forgiveness because that heart of forgiveness is a heart of love. And what they saw in part, we see in full with Jesus coming to this earth, with Jesus living a perfect life, with Jesus as the spotless Lamb of God, becoming a sacrifice for us. So that this whole idea of forgiveness isn't a wish, I hope, I think, boy, God, I, I, I hope this... No, we point to the cross. Because the cross is the solid, tangible, historical, rock-hard evidence that God is a God of forgiveness and that he offers that forgiveness to everyone. And so with the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and then the subsequent unfolding of the church of Jesus Christ and the rest of the New Testament, we get a clearer picture of this idea of God's forgiveness. And so Paul... In the New Testament, in the book of Romans, uh, writes this. He, he says, Therefore, since we have been justified, been made right, been reconciled, been forgiven through faith, through believing that Jesus is who he is, we have peace, wholeness with God through our own record, now through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at this. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. God, if you kept a record of our sins, who could stand? But as believers in Jesus Christ, we stand with God, we stand before God, not on the basis of who we are and the kind of week we've had, but on the grace that has been given to us that we access by faith, by trust. This is the heart of Christianity. This is the heart, the gospel message. This is the heart of why we revisit communion again and again and again. It's a reminder of how we stand, of how we go through life. We stand in the grace of God, his unmerited favor, his free gift to us. With that, there is incredible freedom, knowing that as God looks at us, he is not looking at that record of sins that we have, because with a record like that, who could stand? But instead, he sees us through the eyes of Jesus, through Jesus's finished, complete work and perfect work that becomes ours, that we access by faith. And so with that, instead of fear, there's freedom. Instead of uncertainty, there's confidence. Instead of doubt, there is joy. And, you know, I would hope today, and as we go to communion in a little bit, that you would look at these verses and recognize you have the gift of standing in great freedom, without shame, in the full acceptance before the God of this universe. 
because of what Jesus has done. You have access to that by your living, breathing, vital faith in Jesus. And now, because of him, you stand in his grace. That's why we do communion. And that's why we worship. And that's why we, our hearts just should be filled with love and gratitude and joy over all that Jesus has done, is doing, and will do for us. As many of you know, we here at Hopewell observe communion once a month. It's a reminder for us as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ that indeed who Jesus is and what he's done for us is the cornerstone of our faith. And every once in a while, maybe for some of us more often, we get spiritual amnesia and we think it's not about Jesus. We think it's about us. We think it's about how well we're doing and that Our relationship with God is fickle and fleeting like the weather or the stock market or anything like that. But we stand. We don't sit in uncertainty. We stand in confidence in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that your hearts would be encouraged by that today as you take the elements, as you worship God, as you remember who Jesus is and who Jesus is to you. Now here at Hope Val, We like to say that communion is open to everyone who knows Jesus personally, whether Hopewell is your church home or not. You know, we are a small C local church that is part of the big C church of Jesus Christ. And so even if this isn't your regular church home, if you know Jesus personally, we invite you to worship and partake with us. If you don't know Jesus in a personal way, if you have not accessed his grace by your faith and wholehearted trust in him. Let's say a couple things. First of all, um, if that's you, we'd ask that you let the elements pass you by. You know, this is an act that Jesus gave to his church, and it's carried on through church history over 2,000 years. We're not the only church that does this, right? And so out of respect for God, out of respect to us, and out of respect to yourselves, If you don't know Jesus personally, to go through the motions just makes it a hollow ritual and really a sham. So just out of respect, we'd ask that you let the elements pass by. But we'd also ask or maybe challenge you to think, you know, what does Jesus mean to you? What does his death mean for you? How are you standing before God? Have you even thought about God? Have you even thought about what kind of God he's like and how you are able to know him and to be reconciled to him because apart from Jesus, you stand on your own merits. And the Bible makes it clear that our best works are like filthy rags in his sight. They count for nothing, nothing. Even the best of the best, the nicest of the nicest fall short of God's perfection. That's why those of us who know Jesus Christ don't stand in our own, you know, resume. No, we stand in the work of Jesus Christ, the finished work of Jesus Christ, where there's nothing we can add, there's nothing we have to add, that Jesus certainly paid it all for us. And so we, we would invite you to trust in Christ if you don't know Jesus as your Savior. For the rest of us who know Jesus in this way, just let the Holy Spirit Search your hearts. 
You know, if God brings to mind sin, if God brings to mind a broken relationship, if God brings to mind something that you need to confess to him, respond to that. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Parents, if you've got children with you, if they know Jesus as their Savior, they can partake. If not, let them refrain, and you can talk to them more about what it is to know Jesus personally. And so with that in mind, I'm going to ask that the servers come forward And as they do, I want to pray for the bread, the reminder that Jesus' body was broken for us. Let's pray together. With you, Lord, there is forgiveness. And oh, how all of us, every single person in this room needs forgiveness, your forgiveness. Some of us, Lord, have gone through life weary and exhausted because we're trying to keep up. We're trying to do our best. We're trying to make the grade. We're trying to pass the test, and yet we keep on failing. We keep on falling. And then we're reminded in a moment like this that it's not about us and what we can do. It's about you and Jesus, what you have already done. And so we embrace that anew. And we realize that this gift of grace It's free to us, but costly to you, Jesus. Your body was broken. Your spirit was separated from your heavenly Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so we don't take this lightly. We're not casual, Jesus, about the price you paid. But our hearts say thank you. And your spirit reminds us that you didn't just die for sins generically or in concept, but you died for our sins in our place. And for that, Lord, we are forever grateful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
On the night before his crucifixion, Jesus gathered with his disciples in the upper room to observe the Passover meal. He knew it was his last evening on this earth. They didn't. And so in um, going through this act of worship, this act of remembrance, under the old covenant, Jesus took these elements and infused them with new meaning, new covenant meaning that carries on to us today, 2,000 years later. And as part of that meal, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, he broke it, and he said to them, he says to us, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's continue in worship as we pray for the cup, the reminder of Jesus' shed blood for us. Jesus, there is no greater act of love than you, the innocent one, laying down your life for we, the guilty. And this was real. Your heart stopped beating. Your blood was shed. And yet, with this sacrifice, our sins are covered. And we are forgiven. And even now, as living as imperfect, forgiven people, who still are inconsistent, even in our best days, we thank you for the certainty and the confidence that comes for your death, your resurrection, and the victory that is ours because of you, Jesus. And so as we take this cup, may we not only reflect, but may we also rejoice. In Jesus' name, amen.
What great lyrics for endless days we will sing our praise to the Lord, our God. In the same way Jesus took the cup, he gave thanks, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And Jesus, we remember you today, tomorrow, and forever. And as the Apostle Paul says in Scripture, for often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Even so, Lord Jesus, come. Amen.
You can go ahead and have a seat. Oh, incredible worship. Reminder of just all that we have in Christ and that our God is victorious. Well, now comes the part of the service I wish we didn't have to end this way, but this is what church families do, right? Scripture says there is a time and season for everything. And there are times we say hello, and there are times we say goodbye, and this is our opportunity as a church family to say goodbye, farewell, and Godspeed to Matt and Bethany and and their families. So uh, they're here, and I have them come on up. Arriving somewhere. Hi, guys. Oh, I've also asked uh, Randy Swartz. Randy's one of our elders. He also uh, plays on the worship team to join us up here. And <laughs> Randy has a, a few words that he wanted to say and wanted to give Matt a chance to say some things as well. So, Randy, actually, let's start with you. Um, so, th- this was hard. <laughs> but... Um... Um, I've, I've enjoyed the time with Matt, and when I think of a worship leader, I think, well, what, who do we worship? We worship a, a creator, and, and when I think of the word creativity, where does that come from? Creator, creativity, and so when I, when I look back over the years, and I, I look back at a, a backdrop like this, and just some of the different sets that, that Matt has done over the years, I just... Um, I'm thankful for that creativity, and Matt doesn't do it to draw attention to himself, but to the creator. Mm-hmm. Creativity comes from, he created all of this, so it, it, it comes from him. So, so I'm thankful for that. Um, many times when, when we're playing or doing something, um, he'll make a little change to a song, just, just, again, not to draw attention to himself, but to draw attention to the words and what we're singing. And... Uh, it's that sort of creativity that, that I've just enjoyed the last while. Um, so I did make a couple notes just in <laughs> case. <laughs> um, and then, then, I, then I look at how we worship. And when I look out, out in the audience here, we, we're, we're a range of people, shapes and sizes and colors and ages and all of that. And, and um, and that's something we value here at Hopevale. We, that's why we do community groups. They're, they're not by age. They're by, they're by communities. And community is, is, is an important uh, thing for us here at Hopevale. You look up here at the team behind me, and there might even be 40 years difference in ages between some <laughs> of us here. <laughs> that's a lot. But, but Matt's taken that, that quality that we've wanted here at Hopevale, and, and he's worked with it, <laughs> and, and that's been an exciting thing. Um, and then just uh, finally, um, thanks for your leadership, Matt. Thanks for, um, you've led us as a, as a servant leader. There's been times, times here musically where um, there might have been a part that you could have played better than anybody else on the stage at that time. But you, you gave it up to them. You, mm. you did that over and over and over, and I just I appreciated that about you. 
your servant leadership that just, because um, it wasn't about you, it never was. It was about worshiping our Creator. So thank you for Amen. that. And Bethany, when you've been on stage, <laughs> don't mess up your face here on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the emotional one of the two of you. You guys all know that. But when I, when, when you, the times you've been up here sharing and worship, just the passion that comes through your, your voice, your face, when you worship, it just feels like such true worship. And I appreciate that. That inspires the rest of us to worship sincerely and in spirit and in truth. And these little ones here. Maddie, Nico, Ty, Hunter, all four. We, we, we sang that song, Forever Rain, earlier, and, and um, in that it talks about uh, running to, into your arms. And I don't know how many times I've been out in the lobby in the morning, and all four of these at one time, and I just hold out my arms like that, and it just come running. And I just, you know, what a picture of, of what Christ, uh, how he welcomes us in. And um, so... It's been great getting to know all four of you as well. So, um, and then finally, as, as you guys get a chance to, to move back to your roots, uh, what a great thing that you guys actually be able to do that with your real grandparents, not just the make-believe ones. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome as well. And, and to be able to, to worship with uh, where you grew up and be back with your family. And Dan talked earlier about the small C church and the big C church and meaning our local church here. Yeah, we're going to miss you guys a bunch. Uh, big C church, God's not losing you to his, to his kingdom and so we're very thankful for that. So, so God bless you guys and all the details that you have to figure out to get there and, and as you get there to be able to worship with people you grew up with and those, those sorts of friendships are the the best ever, and I get that. So sad to see you, but uh, keep worshiping, keep, keep leading us all in worship of our Creator. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, thank you, Randy. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your friendship as well, uh, and and many others. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll be brief too, but I, I just, I want to thank you all as well for allowing me to worship with you, um, for you to come on this worship journey this far with us. Thanks for allowing Bethany and me, um, you know, into your hearts. And uh, I guess my, my hope, uh, maybe as always, is just that, you know, it's been a really neat thing watching you all worship more and hearing more voices and seeing more hands raised and seeing that progression and my hope is that you all continue that um, regardless because as Randy said and, and hopefully that's shown through that uh, you know my heart is for you all to to get to know Jesus better and to know more uh, of him and uh, hope that continues that's that's my big you know hope and prayer for you all as, as you go forward um, through this thank you so much Randy for the kind words I Sincerely appreciate it, and I know we all do. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much for allowing me to spend some time worshiping with you over the last several years. Thank you. Give that bag. There's a bag over on the corner.
Well, Matt, on uh, behalf of the board, the staff, and the entire church, we wanted to present a couple of gifts to your family. Uh, first of all, is just a card expressing our appreciation, and something in the card, too, um, <laughs> which is good. And there are a couple other things here, too, that you can go ahead and, and pull out. Um, just a couple prints of you leading worship, and uh, there's uh, with Bethany here too. Bethany, you got enough hands there? There you go. Um, with some scripture about worship as well, and um, just remembrances of your time here with us, and just how God you used you guys to grow us as a worshiping body. So thank you for that. Um, I'm not going to kind of recover all the ground Randy did, other than to say we prayed for you guys. At a very pivotal time in the life of our church, God brought us here, and he had a chapter three for us to do, and you laid the foundation of worship in our new chapter three. And uh, it is so appropriate that you ended with the song, um, you know, King Forever, because it's, as Randy said, you've never made it about yourself, you've made it about our God, and you leave that with us, and you take that with you to your new church, and we are really excited about that, and so we, as a church family, want to pray for you. Um, Guys on the worship team, gals, I'm going to kind of just have you get up, and we'll surround them as well, and I'm going to have Randy and I on just behalf of all of us to, to pray for you, and both a prayer of thanks a prayer of blessing as God continues to lead you onward. Would you bow your heads with me? And let's pray together. Lord, we have, uh, as Dan said earlier, about a, the different times, a time to weep and a time to rejoice. And this feels like it's both of those at the same time. And yes, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful that the time that uh, we've had with, with this family um, and for the things that we've learned of you through them. And we're thankful for that. And now we pray that as they go on to the, their next chapter in their lives, that, that, uh, that you would bless them, that you would, that you would bless them in a way that it's just clear that it's from you and that uh, they, they, are, they know in their minds you're with them every step of the way, and may they feel that in their hearts. Yes. And, uh, maybe have them leave a little bit of their hearts here with us, and, uh, but maybe may they serve you wholeheartedly uh, in San Diego, family around them, um, and, and just continue to pursue you. Thank you. We do thank you, Lord. Um, as Randy prayed, may your hand of blessing be upon them. A lot of details to get from point A to point B, and thank you, God, that you care about the big things and the small things, and that you are with them and in those details every step of the way. Father, we thank you um, for what has just been years of uh, mutually enriching ministry partnership and as Randy uh, prayed, Lord, just thank you that they leave this spirit of God-exalting, Christ-centered, spirit-filled worship with us. And so we are thankful and blessed because of that. God, may you continue to pour your grace out upon this family. May they know in new and fresh ways 
you as their heavenly Father. And now, Lord, even as we wind down this service, we just thank you for this time, for you have been in it every step of the way. We give you our praise because you, Jesus, are the only king forever. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. After the service, Matt and Bethany are going to be out in the lobby and they're going to have some time to interact with you if you want to express your well wishes. So thank you for coming. And as you go from here, may the blessing of God be upon you. God bless you.